0: Hello, Future Worlds Travelers. I am Dustin Alexander, DM and co-host of the Fantastic Worlds Podcast.
1: Hi, my name is Abby, and I play Pippa the Rouge, or the
2: Rogue.
3: (laughs) Hola, this is Angel. I play Abraxas the Druid.
2: And my name is Jess, and I play Minette the Paladin, but I don't show up until episode six, so if you want to hear more of this nasty voice, you got to stick around. That should be incentive enough. I mean, it's good enough for me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Agreed. We sensed
1: your arrival, and so we kept playing until episode six when you could (laughs) join us. (laughs)
2: She's coming.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for giving the Fantastic Worlds podcast a try. We know in a world where you have so many options, the fact you choose us puts a smile on our faces.
2: We are reaching out to you from more than a year from the original posting of this episode.
3: We want to give some info about how we've improved our podcast quality. Our podcast game, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, we got game now. What of it?
2: (laughs) We've upped our podcast game. (laughs) These are terrible puns. And that's what you'll be missing if you don't. uh, Do do continue. (laughs) One of our biggest improvements has been our editing. Uh, Dustin and I have both worked hard to make our episodes tight and a lot more sonically pleasing. I'm sure you will notice quickly if you do listen to more episodes (laughs) past, I'd say, the six mark.
3: Well, as for myself, I record in the living room. So my microphone hangs out loosey-goosey in the wind, like a free spirit. Shortly after to help our podcast game, I put said microphone in a small little box surrounded by loving dish towels. So there was, I want to say, a slight improvement in our sonic quality Uh, soon that box encompassed not just my microphone but me as I set up my beautiful cardboard fort your
2: coffin as you often referred to it yeah lovingly named the coffin
3: the coffin Um, but since that has a tendency to collapse from time to time um, I've now upgraded to a full on blanket so I'm snug so snug me and my mic and I believe you will hear the difference.
2: You know, that is what they cremate people in, is cardboard boxes. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <Ooh.
3: laughs> well, I guess, yeah, you know what? Why waste the wood and all those other... No, that makes sense. So that's appropriate. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's good. They should.
0: It's like a little planter. So when the show finally kills him, we just wrap him up in the cardboard. And put him <laughs> in the
3: fireboard.
1: Well, we can't do that anymore because now it's a blanket for it.
3: Some of the screams when we critically fail our saves are legitimate as the fort is falling down
1: on me. (laughs) (laughs) That's so accurate. These early episodes are, you know, they're definitely not our absolute best work, but they are still very good. And they come from a time when we were still figuring this out. So you really get to watch our journey as we grow as podcasters and as people. Uh, And you can listen to our adorable stumbling and be very proud of us as we continue to improve episode by episode. Because you know what? We're pretty proud of us. We've come a long way and we want to bring what we've learned and apply it to our earlier episodes. As an example of a way in which we have improved our audio quality, you may notice in episode one that I sound a lot more like Alice and Janney than the dulcet (laughs) tones that you were hearing coming through your ear holes right now. That is because we made a couple of hilarious mistakes. And this voice is the one that comes back after an episode or two.
2: Oh my god, I never even thought of that comparison.
1: (laughs) Not that Allison Janney doesn't have a beautiful voice. She sure does. It's just not mine.
0: (laughs) Episode one has been remastered, taking all the experience we have gained and channeling it into making our earlier episodes better.
1: Yeah. So don't be surprised if you start listening through and you notice a shift in what you hear. It just means that you've caught up to the episodes that have not been remastered yet, which are still great episodes on their own. And we will get around to remastering them eventually.
3: As stated earlier, Jess joins our show starting with episode six. And I think we all agree that's when our episodes really get that something, something. And you'll have to continue listening to see if she passes probation. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes it has certainly not been a year since she came on <laughs> yeah. we are still deciding whether or not we like her
2: they just forced me at gunpoint to do this intro <laughs> so jess, there wouldn't be any continuity <laughs> issues.
1: you loved it jess bring us coffees oh, be a dear thank you yes jess is our intern <laughs>
2: she's our intern forever bring me a
3: torta while you're at it if you would
2: i'm your slave turn you're (laughs) Uh Uh uh-huh portmanteau of slave and intern unfortunately this is not
0: quite the podcast you thought it was (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for listening and without further ado here is episode one this is how we get bandits
1: starring alice and janney
2: starring alice and janney as pippa
1: We could only afford her for one episode.
2: (laughs) And she won't do Pippa's lines, so Abby is still doing those.
1: In the snowy lands of Irisen, the witch queen, Baba Yaga, likes to keep her eyes on all her children. And she does so through her chicken-legged huts and their resident guardian dolls. Made in the image of her famous dancing hut, these strange structures watch the borders of this frozen land, keeping foreigners out while keeping the iriseni in. According to the legends, if a hut dances around and refuses to let you in through its tiny door, you must stand in front of it and loudly call out, hut, oh hut, turn your back to the woods and your front to me.
0: Hello, adventurers. Welcome to the Fantastic World podcast, our very first episode. Yay! Yay! Well, this is your first time listening to us. We have been playing as a group of friends for almost a year and a half now. Started out in Dungeon World, but decided we wanted something a little more story-oriented and decided to try a Pathfinder game. We're going to be playing Reign of Winter, we really hope you enjoy it. Abby, you're up first. Why don't you just introduce yourself and your character?
4: Okay, I'm Abby, and I'm playing Pippa Loxley. She's a suave, charming, dashing, halfling rogue. Uh, she's around 35 years old. She is the mom friend uh, out of pretty much any group. <laughs> Her parents were innkeepers. She isn't overly fond of camping. She likes to travel, though, but in style. She's a glamper. She likes pink and yellow. She will never, ever wear orange, ever, ever. Ever, ever in her life. More of a con artist than a uh, traditional thief type characters. That just basically means that instead of like sneaking into places in the dead of night, uh, it's more like she swindles rich people out of everything she can possibly get. And then, most importantly, probably about her, uh, she's a bit of a do gooder. She often involves herself in trouble in towns she and her companions visit. Uh, she's got a strong sense of frontier justice about the world and kind of distrust that nobles will actually protect people that they rule. And I'm really excited to introduce her to you and excited to play this game.
3: Thank you, Abigail. Angel, you are up. I am indeed Angel. I will be playing Abraxas Hillrunner. You haven't figured out by the name, nature-oriented. He is a druid, you know, standard druid, very outdoorsy. Abraxas uh, is not a glamper. Braxus is, you know, give me a canvas. I'll just put a bedroll over me. I don't need to cook the meat to eat it. Although I guess it adds a little flavor. But uh, definitely very <laughs> outdoorsy, loves travel. He'll spend months and weeks at a time out in the wilderness without actually coming into, a, you know, a town or a city. So very comfortable. In the wilds, but because of this and my dump stat charisma, he does have a hard time interacting with people. So luckily, he's found himself a party that can handle all that, you know, conversation stuff that I guess players have to do from time to time. Heavens forbid, right? So uh, yeah, that's uh a, a Braxis, but he's just you know he's uh, he's gruff, but he's like, he's kind of like a little cuddly
0: cuddly dog too, with the purring cat. That is totally blowing up our audio right now. We have we have Kaylee.
2: Yeah,
5: I'm gonna make her go away eventually. My name is Kaylee. I'm playing Odessa Granade. She is a human gunslinger, 24 years old, constantly accompanied by Jim, who is her small teddy bear that has been brought to life. He's a construct that Odessa's Dad made for her when she was pretty small. She got her gun from her dad, and as she was growing up, there was a misfire and it left her deaf in her left ear, which is where Jim came from. Jim is her kind of service animal who follows her around and helps her hear things. She can understand him, but everybody else just hears him like a squeaky toy. He just, it's kind of gibberish. She's Really boisterous, but also really blunt, really loves people. She's one of those people that, like, everywhere she goes, she knows somebody for one reason or another. She's somehow met them. But yeah, she's out for adventure, not easy to phase, and... I think she's going to be really fun to play. Thank you so much, Kaylee. So just to give you an idea, two
0: of the people in our party, Abby and Kaylee, are fairly new to Pathfinder. I'd say, what, three or four months now we've been practicing? I think it's actually
4: been more like two.
0: Two months? God. It. Yeah, it's,
4: it's felt like longer. <laughs> yeah, it feels like we've been mm-hmm. working on this
0: for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I myself have been playing since about early 90s, so I have about 27, 28 years under my belt. Angel, is I actually introduced him to role-playing games back when he, we were he was twenty-one, I think, and I was twenty. Oh so. Lord, that was a long time ago. I mean, not too long ago. <laughs> so he's been playing for about eighteen years. So yeah, it's going to be a fun game, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. And where we're starting is in the sleepy village of Heldrin. Heldrin has rarely seen so much a concern. Hunters from the nearby border woods speak of unnaturally cold weather at the height of the summer that has descended in the forest. Heavy snow followed, and those who returned spoke of an uneasy presence in the woods, as well as a new dangerous predators. No one knows what this even means, but the town soothsayer, old mother Theodora, claims dark times lie ahead. Abraxis, Odessa, and Pippa, when you arrive together, each of you have reasons to want to visit this small sleepy town. Abraxas, you sensed a disturbance in nature and the chill in the air. Visiting here all but validates your need to find out what's going on. Odessa, you heard of a growing bandit force that wants to disrupt this peaceful town of Heldren, and you cannot stand the idea of bandits causing so much trouble. Finally, Pippa, you hear that Lady Argentea would be passing through this town and would in fact be a mark in need of being separated from her sweet gold. When you arrive at the Plot and Hook Tavern, you find that you may need to act sooner than planned. It is late in the afternoon. As if in proof of the soothsayer's dire prophecy, a badly wounded mercenary arrived in town yesterday, claiming to be a bodyguard of Lady Argentea. He told the village council that the noblewoman's escort came under attack by bandits and strange wintry creatures near the edge of the Borderwood. He alone escaped, Lady Argentea was dragged away into the forest. Now the townsfolk cast fearful eyes towards the snowy forest, worried what else might emerge to threaten the peaceful village.
3: And we just hear that like as we're getting in, like taking our coats off everybody's, we kind of hear this dialogue or that people are talking about this.
0: Yeah, in fact, if you want, I just want to roll me, gather info or knowledge local, whatever's bigger I can give you some information. Townsfolk might be around to help you. So 19 for Pippa. 12 diplomacy for Braxis. That's not bad for him.
5: Odessa's knowledge local is a 19.
0: Braxis, you're the first person to run into uh, a local farmer who's drinking away his sorrow. Apparently, his son took ill a few days ago after falling through ice over at Wishbone Creek. The boy said he spotted a white stag in the forest and heard it talking and then tried to follow it and thus fell in. Pippa, you were leaning against the bar just listening. Nobody's noticing you because of your short stature. You hear about a group of rangers in the border wood called the High Sentinels. Their job is to usually keep the bandits obey in the activity curve. They're obviously really screwing up because they are not doing their job because the bandits are what attacked the carriage, and that should not have happened. Odessa? You start flirting with the lovely local bar wench and find out that two weeks ago, apparently, Lady Argentea traveled past Heldren on her way from Opera to Zimmar to meet her betrothed. Rumor has it the two didn't get along and Lady Argentea caused a scandal by calling off the engagement and returning home. That's what you're hearing around the Plot and Hook Tavern. Any specifics on kind of the
4: strange magical creatures that are kind of wandering around? Yeah, what's up with this talking stag? Have
3: have I run across anything like that in my travels?
0: You've ran across it in Irison, which is what's really bugging you. Like, oh, this shit. is something that you should not expect to see in a summer escape in southern Taldor. Uh, This talking animal's not right for this area. There's something amiss going on in town. You guys are sitting down and talking about what's going on and kind of indulging in the local gossip. You see this older woman approach. Uh, She introduces herself as Huonia Tempen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm surprised you guys made it here unmolested. There have been a lot of weird situations happening outside our town and very thankful you arrived safely. Why do you happen to be traveling through?
4: Oh, you know,
3: we're just on a bit of a summer tour. Yeah, Braxis looks between Pippa and Odessa's like, uh, you guys you, you you can handle this. I'm gonna order something. And he goes he, he hurries off to the um to the bar knowing he's just gonna mess something up.
5: <laughs> Nothing too heavy now. <laughs> um, as he's walking away, Odessa's gonna like pat him on the shoulder and be like, Can you get me something too? I feel like this evening is about to become Necessary for me to dilute with large amounts of alcohol. So anything, anything's fine. Will do.
0: Mistress <laughs> uh, Ionia, how long has the village been like this? It just seemed to happen just a few days ago, but all of a sudden the temperature got really cold. There's a pocket of unearthly winter weather that has recently appeared around our border woods, it's very odd. It seems to almost like a perfect circle around the entire area. To make matters worse, it seems there's creatures that are unnormal to our area coming from it, and thus Lady Argentea Being attacked by bandits and wintry creatures, I'm very concerned who the bandits have made friends with. We found out about this because a a writer from The Olden Mercenary named Ilin Orstagg he was part of the guard escorting Lady Argentea from Simmar to Opara. As the caravan skirted the border wood, the nobleman's carriage came under attack by the bandits and these strange wintry creatures. Lady Argentea was carried off. Ilin was the only one to escape. He's badly wounded but he should be able to tell you more information about the attack. I'm really hoping that you guys might be able to help. You look like hardened adventurers, and Heldrin is barely large enough to marshal a decent militia to protect the town. So it seems like able-bodied folks such as yourself may be able to help. Pippa kind of smooths
4: her like fancy like silk skirts that she's wearing, goes like, oh yeah, hardened adventurers
0: indeed. Oh, honey, I know the roguish type when I see it, especially that dagger type underneath your dress. Whoa, she's looking, aren't you a halfling? She's looking
3: way down.
5: I feel like she's making a pass at you right now. A little bit. I'm just <laughs> Looking saying. a little too close to my
4: bodice there, Aionia. Like, totally
5: pot <laughs> the kettle black, but like... <laughs> Damn,
0: I'm head of the village council for a reason. Observation is my talent. I'd say so. Mm
5: -hmm.
0: Abraxas
3: shows up with a big old meaty, meaty platter, bunch of booze. He's holding like sausages in his mouth. He's like...
0: Well, I'll let you guys get settled in here. Let me cover the infi tonight. But I really recommend when you have a chance, I will escort you over to Illin and maybe you can talk with him and find out more information. That is if you're willing to help. Could be that we could do something for you.
5: Pay for the inn, maybe dinner. Could you get us dinner too? Of course. You're too kind. You're so sweet.
4: Where can we find you when we're done with our meal here?
0: I'll come back within the hour. So somebody takes your guys' bags up into the inn. Uh, your carriage is escorted into the local stable. Uh, the horses are being brushed down and taken care of and being properly cared for and given food. And within the hour, Lady euonia comes and escorts you to meet Illin. As you go through the town, you can see it's a pretty standard small little town. And euonia takes you to visit Illin at the local Willow Bark Apothecary. As you approach Illen's room, Elder Saffender, Haldren's village priest, comes out. Despite my best efforts, he still has a long way to go. Yonia, I understand you need to get more information about what happened, but please do not push him. He is still very weak. As she escorts you in, you see the wounded bodyguard recovering. Wrapped in bandages, you notice that this mercenary's nose, fingers, and toes have taken black hue from serious frostbite. frostbite. And you can see and Yulin is looks like that gentleman there.
4: Aw. Poor guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that bitch has seen better. Oh, that days. guy's
3: totally ufin. Is this
4: nose oh, pretty much
3: frostbitten off? Yep, pretty much. He needs to put a little cow manure on there that'll do wonders for the
5: frostbite. That is Odessa's worst nightmare. She just fucking hates the cold and she's just like, see, see, this is why. This is why the cold is evil. Adessa, I just want- Adessa, not now. I just want it pointed out that I was (laughs) (laughs) free.
4: It's duly noted.
5: (laughs) Thank you.
0: Despite his obvious pain and discomfort, he waves you over. I assure you it's much worse than it looks, and he gives you this toothy grimace. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ellen, I like you already. How are you feeling? Well, I could be better. My guess is you are adventurers. Yonia has convinced to find out what has happened to Lady Argentea. It's a good guess. I wish that I could go with you. My ancestors would ridicule me for my lack of valor, for fleeing rather than fighting to the end, though I think I slew at least one of them before they dragged Lady Argenteo away.
3: What were they? What did you what did you drop? What attacked you?
0: We thought they were just going to be bandits at first, outlaws who hide like wolves in the forest. That's for strategic purposes. I'm sorry to <laughs> drop, <drunk>. Go on. <laughs> But then came out the cold Fay of the North. They appeared among us and the battle turned quickly. My people speak of the Winter Touched all the time, but I never expected to meet them so far south.
5: I'm sorry. Winter Touched? Winter Touched? That that sounds what does familiar. that mean? You look Winter Touched.
0: Haha, ha. That's a funny comment about my purple nose, I'm sure. Winter Touch are uh, they creatures who have sworn themselves to the White Witches of Erosyn. Those who stole our lands from us during the Winter War. Tiny sprites... No taller than the length of a man's forearm. They'd make you look tall, little Missy, and he points over to Pippa. Don't be fooled by their small stature. Legend says they have taken a sliver of ice into their hearts, and their touch bears the harsh bite of winter.
4: And you're saying that's what's out in the woods right now?
0: Yes, those are who took Lady Argentea.
4: If you don't mind my asking, are you from Arisen?
0: I'm not. I've just heard tales of them growing up. That was once our land of our people, and when the Winter Witch Baba Yaga took it and made it the ice hellscape that it is now, we had to withdraw.
5: Fairies, ice fairies, took her away?
0: They took her into the forest, back through the ice and the snow. Beyond that, I don't know. So she was definitely alive? Yes. I followed as far as I could, but the winter-touched were too many and too hard to fend off in the snow alone. I barely escaped and rode to seek help here. Do you have any idea my- why they might want her? I don't know. But if the White Witches took her, no good shall come of it. The Winter Touch do nothing without the leave of those who place the ice in their hearts. If they're here, it's because the White Witch sent them, and much worse will follow. If you're going to go up against these wicked Fay Touched, you are going to need some help. He hands over his cold iron dagger.
3: Ooh, cold iron. That's good.
0: I'm going to loan this to you to assist with rescuing Lady Argentea. I do warn you, though, that the Border Woods is very cold and snow is falling. It is going to be a perilous journey. And I'm pretty sure that if you are able to save Lady Argentea, you will be well compensated for your deeds.
5: You guys just hear Odessa in the background when he says, It's cold and snowy. She just...
3: (laughs) (laughs) Make sure to bundle up. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I hope you got a coat, darling. Odessa's like that, but Pippa and Abraxas are like, yay, snow!
3: (laughs) Oh yeah, like, you can see the little twinkle in his eye, like, yes,
4: snow. Good thing I always pack my winter coat. Uh, Is there any more advice you can give us on how to defeat these winter-touched ass fairy things?
0: Unfortunately, I do not know much more. Fire and cold iron are about the only thing that will work against those dreaded, dreaded ice creatures. Great. With that, Euonia uh, actually escort escorts you out and she says, I can show you a map and how to get there. I think you guys should take the rest of the evening to proceed. All of our resources are available to you to use within reason. Um, we have offered some discounts at the store to get you guys ready for anything you might need. We have also uh, opened up the blacksmith to forge any cold steel items you might need. So you guys work throughout the the night. I
4: just have this great vision of us just like popping up outside the inn with all of like our new stuff, like putting
0: our sunglasses on, like all pimped out in our cold weather coats with like slow-mo. <laughs> As you guys are working through the night, Odessa, they have a bar of cold iron that will allow you to make some cold iron paper cartridges. Uh, the blacksmith has opened his shop to you and has enlisted the help of his daughter, Xanthippe, who is also his apprentice. <laughs>
5: Uh Odessa's day has been made. She's just going to be like, do you want me to show you how to make this? It's actually real interesting.
0: You guys do like the ghost like around the arm thing? Like, Oh oh my god.
5: (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) She is into that. She's got like a beer on the counter and she's just like, I've got a beer. I've got things that explode. I've got this really hot chick. Like my night is
0: made. Well, Odessa is making... Out, I mean, making bullets. <laughs> Pippa and Abraxas, you guys are back at the Plot and Hook Tavern. What do you want to do to fill out the rest of your night? Plot and Hook Tavern.
5: I know. Hmm. <laughs> I am forever so and ever
0: going to start every one of our games with a Plot and Hook Tavern.
3: Just so. Oh, that's right. The Plot and Hook. I forgot about so that. So on the nose. Right. in every <laughs>
5: single one.
3: Uh, you know, Abraxas is going to uh, sharpen his blade with a whetstone and order some bacon
0: or something pork-related. <laughs> they have a nice, fine, spit-roasted pork it has been marinating in its own juices for the last seven hours. I want that. Well, how many slices would you want, sir? Oh, uh... I, I'm, like, just sure, like, a size,
3: <laughs> like... This. You know what? Bring him the whole thing.
0: <laughs> they come in, they bring you this big old chunk of meat just right in front of the platter, right in front of you. But Oh, here's some fork and knives. I, I've already picked it up and, like, I'm oh. biting into and it. Get him... Uh, oh. Can I, we get some
4: salads over here, too?
3: You need to eat your vegetables. No, huff, puff. <laughs> Vegetables? Just filler.
4: <laughs> oh They're good for you. You know when you go to
5: the Red Lobster and they give you, like, a fucking bib? Like, an adult bib? <laughs> I feel like you need one of those. He wipes
0: it on his sleeve. They don't bring him an adult bib. Pippa pulls one out of her <laughs> back. <laughs>
5: <laughs> she just fucking has it She's ready. Like... Odessa's just in the other room, blissfully ignorant of all of this.
4: Like Kip has to stand up on the bench next to him to like tuck it around his shoulders. <laughs> I want that
5: image so
0: badly.
4: Oh my god! And she also gets she also gets a bottle of wine, the nicest wine they have. If we're gonna be saving the town,
0: we get the nicest wine they have.
3: Oh yeah, this is on the that one person's tab, huh?
0: I'll put it on Aonia's tab and the. The bar. He kind of smiles and just goes and gleefully goes and grabs what you imagine is probably the most expensive bottle in the place.
5: Man, I feel like Odessa really got like shafted. She's like out hey, doing something else, and you guys are She gets to go make the out best. with a hottie. I mean, okay, that's <laughs> fair, but
0: Pippa has to bathe Abraxas basically to make sure he doesn't get <laughs> covered in blood.
5: Uh, uh. <laughs> Like, gets a napkin, like, spits on it, like, cleans
0: his <laughs> face. There's a reason why she has the big bottle of wine. <laughs> so the night goes, it comes, you know, through the night, and you guys wake up in the morning um, pretty well-rested. Odessa, you were probably a little up late a little later than planned. You were probably up to, like, 1 a.m.-ish, but you still got a good night's sleep. Yeah, she did. <laughs> and you all wake up ready to go. So just to give you an idea of it, uh, Euonia brings you a map of Heldrin. Your focus right now is this point right here and points to just about six miles south of Heldrin. And that is where the scene of the crime has happened. That's where Argentea got abducted? Yes, it was.
4: Well, it's time to go after her. All right.
3: Into the woods. Now Brax has a little sparkle in his eyes like,
5: yes.
4: I mean, how do we want to get there? I want to take my carriage?
5: The longer I can stay a comfortable temperature, the better. So, sure, that sounds good.
0: We
3: should save our
5: strength.
0: Euonea does recommend, though, however, that a carriage is rather loud and bandits do strike.
5: You know, I don't come into your house and tell you what to do.
0: Well, I've never and <laughs> <laughs> she turns around and walked. <laughs> you figure it out on your own, then. Pippa
4: kinda like reaches her arm all the way up to give Odessa a high five.
5: <laughs> Odessa like reaches down and like high-fives her.
4: <laughs> Let's roll.
5: This bitch.
4: To the woods. Into the woods. Into the woods. Into the woods. I love that musical, so sue me. let
0: get in the carriage, riding down the way you are noticing a very severe drop in temperature.
3: Oh, that's not natural.
0: Yes, it is very unnatural, considering that usually this time of the year in this region, it's it's upwards of 100 degrees outside. But it's dropping down probably 40 degrees right now. 45 degrees, definitely notice it. As you near the site of the attack near the forest, the temperature goes even colder. A you know that if the temperature drops any further, you would expect to start to see heavier snow. In fact, when you arrive at the site of the attack, you can see that the snow is just starting to sprinkle on the trees in the border of wood.
3: Oh, before we get too close, I would, you know, as a Season traveler. I'm checking everybody's coat to make sure they're, like, all buttoned right. There's no kind of, like, air pockets. You know, just just to make sure they're all tucked in. Also, I'd like to actually kind of stealth in.
0: you can stealth in by yourself? Yes. Roll me a stealth check. First roll with the rainbow
3: dice. So that means it's going to be a 20. Oh, so that's not a 20. But that's okay. It is still... That's
5: you, you did that to yourself.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's still a 19.
0: The road ahead is littered with debris and the corpses of slain humans and horses. A carriage stands in the roadway. Its team of horses are missing and probably cut free, while another overturned carriage lies sprawled and broken next to the tree line. To the south, you see more bodies have fallen around what appears to be a statue of ice. A snow trail leads deeper into the forest. Mm-hmm. You can tell from the scene that Lady Argentea had a rather large entourage. Throughout the field, you see bodies of a few handmaidens and servants and ten bodyguards. Most of the bodies lie pierced with tiny needles and shards of ice.
5: Jesus.
0: Like all the smells have settled down? Yeah. You smell death, is what you smell.
3: I'm gonna sit for a bit, just to make sure there's no sounds or, I don't know, uh... Like, if there's not an ambush or something waiting, and if it's kind of quiet for a bit,
0: then I'll go back. Okay, roll me a perception. 23. You hear very, very faintly, like, some movement in the carriage to the southwest of you. Other than that, you don't hear anything. And that sound could be anything. It could be a raccoon got stuck in the carriage, for all you know. It's very faint. All
3: right, I'll go back and report. It's a massacre. Bodies everywhere. The stench of death. They got, uh looks like yeah they got taken down pretty hard I heard some noise in the carriage but uh it could be a raccoon Ooh, did it smell like a raccoon or was I
0: too far away you were too far away and honestly there's so much death happening oh, you probably it's overwhelming I would imagine because it's been like two days the buzz bodies have been there Pippa asked
4: Abraxis if like he saw anything like of immediate concern or if it's like safe enough for us to go start
3: checking it out I stayed quiet for a bit just the noise and there's some sort of ice structure. Now, Dustin, what was that? Would I be able to describe it? was it just like a ice statue?
0: Like It looked like a frozen ice statue, yeah, of a human being standing.
5: So it was like somebody was standing there and then they turned them to ice? I don't know. You'll have to look yeah, at
4: a closer to look. Yeah, let's go take a look that, at that was it. was the strangest thing. I think Pippa's going to start moving through kind of the wreckage and investigating to see what she picks up,
0: what she's sensing. Give me a perception check on um, that first carriage there that you passed through. It's a fifteen for perception. The carriage, as you imagine, looks completely ransacked. However, your eye catches something that most bandits probably would not have noticed: that there are handmade and spare clothing, including three courtiers' outfits, with a, that are probably valued about ninety gold. Those uncultured bandits—they
3: should have taken knowledge
5: they fashion. Have known. <laughs> they Our knowledge nobility. Known. Well,
0: I mean, they're not going to
4: be using them.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that.
0: They're just going to get ruined out here in the snow and the weather.
4: I mean, this is a crime. I mean, obviously it's a crime in other ways, but this is a crime (laughs) against fashion. (laughs) (laughs) To just leave them here. (laughs) Well, they're there to take if you'd like. Yeah, I'll nab those.
5: I'm going to go look at the carriage that uh, Abraxis said had small sounds coming out of it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. The decorative chasings on this very expensive carriage Pippa, this carriage puts your carriage to shame, by the way. There's the marks of Taldin heraldry, as well as damage from many arrows fired in the battle that took place here. A spear has been wedged between two handles of the carriage door to hold them closed. As you approach, you hear the muffled sounds of movement, and they emanate from inside the carriage.
5: I would like to find out what that is.
0: You would need to open it. It's just mu- all you hear is muffled sounds. I, it's, right. it's pretty thick. It's a thick wood.
5: All right. Now, we're going to yank that fucker open. Just- I'm going to take
0: out my scimitar just in case. Before you do that, though, Angel, upon opening it, the moment you that happens, two undead humanoids spring loose from the carriage. Just Roll for initiative. Wait
3: death.
5: What? It's my favorite. <laughs> I have a 17, friend HIPAA's
0: got an 11. 13. The zombies are actually going to get a surprise attack. And since Odessa is the closest, they're all both going go to go onto her. So the first zombie moves out and moves to your right. And because it actually moved, it does not get an attack around because they are too busy shambling. They can only attack the or move. shambly zombies... And the other one, though, does not move, and it is going to attack you, Odessa. Does a 17 hit you?
5: Uh, yes. It does
0: You take eight points of damage. Good God. Right out the gate. It is now Odessa's turn.
5: Odessa's mad now, so she's gonna whip out her gun. I'm gonna take a five-foot step back from the one that was next to me, and then I'm going to shoot the one that attacked me. Eighteen.
3: That is a hit. Throw me damage. Abraxas yelps because he gets surprised by the noise.
5: Oh, my God. That is nine points of damage.
0: Okay. That zombie, you took a big old chunk out of the right side of its face, but it is still standing. Yes. That first zombie that came in, once again, he can only move. So he moves a step towards you, but he can't attack you. So now it is Abraxas' turn.
3: Did that one in red clothes Is the one that got attacked? Or yes, rip- it,
0: it's missing half of its face. I'm going to slice it. 12. 12 does not hit. Okay. With that is Pippa's turn.
4: Pippa is going to hold her current position and she's going to fire her crossbow with the normal bolts.
0: Okay, that's a 10 to hit. That is a miss. Damn it. It is zombie number two's turn. He is going to attack Abraxis because you are standing right next to him and he slams into you. Does a 17 hit? A
3: 17
0: does hit. You take seven points of damage. Oh, my lord. Odessa, you
5: are up. Going to take another five-foot step back from the one that is coming at me. I don't think I can shoot the red one anymore because it'd be like kind of through Angel, right? No, you
0: you can fire it as long as you don't roll a one. You're good.
5: Does a 15 hit?
0: A 15 hits?
5: Yeah, okay. And that is... 9 points of damage again
0: And you drop him, he is dead
2: Ugh.
5: Heck, goodbye
0: <laughs> Thanks, Odessa, that was a close one
5: I'm here for you
0: That zombie has died, it is Abraxas' turn
3: I take a 5 foot step backwards and I will uh, cast Cure Light Wounds on Odessa
5: Oh, bless you
3: Oh, yes, max So that's 9
5: Oh, I am all the way back up to floor.
3: Let the strength of the force be yours, Odessa.
0: Next is Pippa.
4: So Pippa's kind of wrestling with her crossbow. She's really frustrated that she missed that first shot. So she's actually going to take a knee to try to stabilize her shot more. And she's going to go ahead and fire at the zombie uh, closest to Odessa again. This time, I'm pretty sure she hit him. That is a twenty-four to hit.
0: Did you get a crit? Because Crossbow is nineteen twenty.
4: Then yeah, then yeah, then I crit. Okay, Ooh. roll again to
0: confirm. Eighteen. Yeah, that is a what? critical hit. So what? Crit the what is, fuck what out is of that thing? Roll your damage, and I think it's times two for Crossbow. Yeah, it's a
4: nine on a nineteen to twenty. I get to double it.
0: So, so four. You took out its kneecap, so it's it's dropped a knee, much like you, but it's still up. And with that, it is it's Zombie's turn, and he shambles again towards Odessa.
5: Fuck this guy, man.
0: It is Odessa's turn.
5: This guy is like a really creepy stalker. And so she's going to take another five-point step back, because fuck this fucking weird guy. She's going to shoot at him again. 16 to hit. That is a hit. Perfect. And she's going to shoot him in the face for seven points of damage.
0: He looks really hurt. You actually take down his other knee and his head's kind of like broken to the side because the force broke his neck, but he is still up. It is uh, Braxis' turn.
3: Braxis is going to hold his scimitar with both hands and take a mighty swing. Yes, see, the rainbow die always does it for me. Yes. Uh,
0: This is a 16. That's a hit. Six. You kill it. With your fe- one fell swoop, you just slice all the way down the middle of its body and it splits into two and breaks apart. Stay down, you unnatural thing. Nice work, darling. And you have killed the zombies.
5: Whew. This was a really unpleasant start to
0: day. Yeah, oh, the goblin's in among the hen house now. With the zombies out of the carriage, the carriage is open to look at, if you'd like. I'm gonna give myself a tap of the wand because I'm
3: down. Yeah.
0: Where do those things come from? the bodies of the dead are soldiers why don't you roll me a knowledge drakana for
4: you figure it's a spell yeah what do you reckon it's
0: a
3: necromancer so the clothes are dressed the same as the other bodies yeah foul magic foul
4: winter you magic. mean
5: undead there's magic i <laughs>
4: that doesn't just naturally shocked. happen
3: oh yeah no, I no
0: this is unnatural it's an affront to nature agreed Pippa will peek into the carriage. Roll me a perception, Pippa. 23. You find a small jewelry box under the seat. Inside you find Lady Argentea's signet ring, a set of pearl inlaid bracelets, assorted gold and silver necklaces, and one sapphire pendant. Wow. (laughs) And
4: Pippa, like, she's kind of holding it, and on one hand she's like, oh, sweet. But she's also like, but I didn't actually earn this by talking to her. I feel kind of bad just <laughs> taking it when I didn't do anything. She's she's going to take it. She feels bad about
0: it. That's all.
5: It's good to know that somewhere in there, there's kind of like a moral. <laughs>
0: okay. What else would you guys look at? You have the snowy trail to the south and also to the south, you have the ice statue.
5: I'm going to go look at the ice statue. Yep. That
0: sounds like a good
4: plan. Pippa will join her.
5: I mean, uh, she's, she's already been assaulted by dead guys. So like really... <laughs> what source it could happen Phrasing. it comes to life and attacks her okay
0: <laughs> inside you see the remains of one of Lady Argentea's guardsmen Pippa roll me a knowledge nobility I'm rolling like such shit today that would be a four <laughs> you know that this is he's wearing some fancy guards <laughs> those
4: clothes look real
0: fancy Braxis agrees those are <laughs> fancy
2: clothes
0: Odessa roll me a knowledge local
5: that is going to be
0: a 17. You realize that that is the frozen tone of a captain of the guard. You can tell close up that that ornate breastplate emblazoned with taldon heraldry. And the masterwork lawnsword may be worth holding on to to sell later.
5: That's like in the ice. So we'd have to like chisel through the ice to get it.
0: I'm pretty sure you could just push it over and it would just shatter.
5: So I think that we could. Can- Probably tip this guy over and take the stuff, but there's like part of my I can't do it. Um
3: Braxis tips but it over. But if I
5: walks away, okay, that's fine too. Here we go. Here it's
3: Oh, I'm too. sorry, I thought you wanted the stuff inside.
4: <laughs> she does. She's just too, you know, precious about it.
5: Here. <laughs> I'm not precious.
0: You can tell that this is, has been an argument between Odessa and Pippa over their months of travel.
5: <laughs>
3: Rex's confusion is when to desecrate the dead and when not to. So he's like, uh
0: <laughs> So yeah, there's a masterwork longsword there and a uh, ornate breastplate. It'll be easier for the wolves to get his body this way.
4: Oh, I like the way you think. So we're doing nature a favor. Feed the puppies.
5: Adessa is just' is gonna walk into the corner like just away from you guys for a minute over by a bush and just sit there for a minute and talk to Jim and just be like we're okay this is fine we just didn't get a rock just and start showering on the over, ice and this is she fine. won't be
4: complaining about it so we're much fine. when I buy her nice
5: whiskey it's cold. <laughs> she like hears whiskey and turns around I heard you say whiskey and I'm suddenly less <laughs> upset about this Jim are you less upset?
0: You turn around and go talk to Jim, and Jim has hopped off your shoulder, and he's over there with a rock <laughs> pounding on the eye.
5: You are such a little Here,
4: let's, uh, let's go ahead and slip all this into my bag, and, uh, and keep going.
5: Do you need help carrying that? Well,
4: not exactly.
5: That was a pretty big sword. I'm not saying you're small, because we've already had this discussion, but...
4: Oh, I'm... Do oh, you I'm, no. need help? Oh, you are so sweet to offer, but my bag is pretty special and it can it oh. can hold some things including swords.
0: You notice Odessa that when she puts the sword in, the sword is quite a deal, b- big deal longer than the bag and it just goes in and it doesn't now, come out the bottom.
5: There is so many dirty jokes to be made about that bag. <laughs> oh, <No. laughs> Lord. I bet Odessa <laughs> makes all of them. <laughs> just sits there and is like okay, I need to take a minute and we're gonna we're gonna talk about all of the jokes I'm gonna make and just fucking go down. <laughs> Hot dogs, damn like While
4: the we're hall. walking down the snowy road, like she's just <laughs>
5: <laughs> You guys are just like stop and she's like, no I have it. Wait, I have another one and she keeps st-
4: <laughs> I regret
0: showing you this. I really do. <laughs>
5: I regret nothing.
0: You guys see the snowy trail at the edge of the Massier site. An obvious trail leads between a copse of trees and over the snowy plain towards the border woods.
3: Obviously, like, they, they didn't they didn't care if they were going to be followed, kind of?
0: Yes. Hmm. Uh, the bandits were unable to hide their trail despite the ever-increasing heavy snow and can easily be followed. As you guys head in, because I'm assuming that's where you guys want to go?
5: Yes. Yep. Did Oh, Pippa didn't want to uh, try and desecrate more things? Uh, it's, it's desecrate did, did you want really to loot rat- the bodies, were, too? Uh, it was... <laughs> You know
4: just kind of cleaning up after everybody so that it doesn't fall into the wrong hands we know we'll
5: use it well odessa just like slow I mean, blinks at you do you she's want just like-
4: bandits or god even worse her family to have these things i mean who knows what they do with this stuff. this is how we get bandits this is how we get bandits odessa do you do you want bandits
5: I feel like everything about me, you know that I don't want bandits. I'm just saying, you're kind of acting like a bandit right now.
4: I mean, that's fair. But I'll use it for good. I promise.
5: You owe me whiskey later. I'm just going to look the other way. I will
4: absolutely buy you whiskey later. And if it makes you feel better, I'll give half of it to the local orphanage.
5: Yes, actually, that would make me feel Well, there we go. She's having, like, a serious crisis of, like...
0: What, 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 what Odessa oh, doesn't know months. is the local orphanage is the name of the local bank.
4: No, it's oh. really the local orphanage. Pippa, Pippa's a charitable thief. She's she's a Robin Hooding thief. She's going to, you know, take from the rich and then she's going to keep half of it and give the other half back to the people.
5: She's chaotic good, well, Honestly, Dustin. that's why we've gotten along <laughs> this long.
0: <laughs> I was making a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. As you guys head into the ever increasing snowy weather, a couple things occur. The increased snowfall lowers visibility. Moving forward means a negative 4 to all perception loss. Oh. The temperature of the border woods is much colder, and you can tell it's about 30 degrees outside. You know, Abraxas, that this means that night times will be up downwards of 10 degrees at night every hour spent in the wintry conditions requires a fortitude save dc 15 plus one for each previous check if you fail to save you take one d6 non-lethal damage from exposure and suffer from hypothermia which is essentially fatigue a fatigue character can neither run nor charge and takes a negative two penalty to strength and dexterity doing anything that would normally cause fatigue causes the fatigue character to become exhausted After eight hours of complete rest, fatigue characters are no longer fatigued. If if left untreated, you may also suffer from frostbite and causes parts of the body to turn black and hard, which could mean a one-point loss of constitution. And that's constitution drain. If you guys bought cold weather suits, which you have, you get a plus five bonus on fortitude saves against exposure to the weather. The ground cover is six inches of snow, reducing overland travel rates by half. During combat, entering snow-covered square costs two squares of movement. If anyone has craft shoes, they can make snowshoes for everyone to remove that
4: crop. I knew I should have taken that skill. I, I definitely <laughs> do not have craft shoes.
5: <laughs> when I was going through all of the skills, I saw that one and was like, girl loves some shoes, doesn't fucking need them. I was wrong. I don't like to admit that, guys, but every once in a while. It happens. I, I am wrong.
3: You're only human. <laughs> Now, with survival, I was researching this a little. If I roll a high enough since survival, I think the DC is 15 to aid other people. Uh, I can yes. give them a plus one bonus if I make it two over the DC.
0: Yes. So you guys start traveling in about a half a mile, and I'm going to actually have you roll your first fortitude saves. And you said we got a plus
5: okay, five? So plus five? Okay.
0: Yes. <laughs> I have the endurance feat,
3: Dustin, so that gives me an additional plus four. I'm a badass, basically.
0: And I believe, Pippa, you get a bonus, too, because of your- Yeah, because I took
3: Northern Heritage, so I get
0: a plus seven.
4: And I got a 24.
0: Okay, you pass.
5: got a 16.
0: And you passed. (gasps)
5: 19. So you all pass thank god for that plus five
0: as you enter the full expanse of the border woods the trail passes through a small clearing among the taller trees before continuing uphill and out of sight a large chest lies half buried in the snow apparently dropped or discarded by those who hastily pass this way what do you do why would they just drop it here? Well, you can tell that it, it was partially buried, that, like, they were trying to hide it. Maybe it was too heavy for them to carry or something like that.
3: What would they known earlier, like, as they were, like, making their way?
0: I don't know. Hey,
3: Pippa, I don't you know. would have done that? What, you would either. Would you have left it at the original site? Why take it this far? and a, just? Abraxas, I don't know. I think you're overthinking it.
5: <laughs> I feel like Odessa's just standing there and Jim's just, like, pounding on the side of her head, like, Move it! I wanna know what's in it! Jim, I swear to god, if you hit me in the head one more time, uh, you'll become one with the snow.
0: Become one
4: with the snow. <laughs>
5: one with the snow he's full of stuffing. He's just <laughs> whoosh. One with the snow. I feel like Pippa is probably going to be the best at oh, yeah. picking a lock. I him.
3: would I would also guess that. <laughs> I had not started walking around it. It was like, oh no,
4: oh we're gonna stop. No, like, oh. no, we gotta we gotta see what's inside. Otherwise we're being irresponsible oh. as
0: investigators. I'll look around. Roll me a perception check there, Pippa. All right, 17. Uh, It looks like it's just a chest.
3: I got a 23. Do I see anything weird in the area? Not in the area. So I don't
4: see any like traps or anything else kind of. It does not appear to be trapped.
5: I rolled an 18. Is there anything weird happening with the chest?
4: Nope. Pippa's going to cautiously approach it. And uh, is it
0: locked? is not locked i'm gonna pop that sucker open and when you open it two ropes all of a sudden break Ooh. loose and buried underneath the snow and it snaps forward giant logs come swinging down towards you and we will see you next week
5: god damn fuck it trapped what, what the, the fuck? fuck i can't even envision how this is working Boom. Hey guys, it's Kay. You've made it here. Thank you. We appreciate you. I do need one more favor from you though. If you could all just take a moment out of your day and subscribe if you listen on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever. If you could just take a moment, leave us a review. It would really help us. So thank you so much. I hope you all are having a wonderful day. And again, thank you for listening. Okay, can we all just talk about, just for a minute, that his name is Illin? Like, what's Illin? Oh, like, I was thinking real? That am I, was, I the only one no, that's at like, thinking it the whole Yeah, And I'm like, oh my god, make him pass down like a bro. And then you didn't? And I was like... <sighs>
0: Missed oh, I yeah, made
5: him miss totally illin.
0: Missed <laughs> opportunity. I should have made him talk like Macho Man Randy Savage. Exactly.
5: <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. One, I mean... Oh yeah. I would accept the change in voice. Right now,
0: <laughs> I would not. <laughs> Damn. How, however, I will act that out for you guys someday. If you please, want. please do a character like that at
4: some point in the future. Just, just
3: one. Yes, sir. Macho Man one. <laughs> this yes. is
4: Macho Man.
0: Let us here. <laughs> oh yeah.
5: <laughs> I'm telling you, like looking at what he looks like, that voice would have been
0: <coughs> perfect. Yeah, it would have killed my voice, my my throat. Though I would have started coughing like you all are coughing. Um, whatever <laughs> okay i'm i'm moving our timer up every time we delay our conversation so i can track how long we are
5: okay See, i would have added that in i think that was i fun. think we're adorable